Yo, 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 Big J Illis in the building, cooking it up in the kitchen. We're trying to get our healthy on tonight. Some uh, chicken and some sauteed vegetables. I'm in the building with Miss SLD Brown, whipping up some of her famous salsa. What's good, SLD Brown? Hello. Tell us about what you're cooking tonight. I am cooking grilled chicken. Uh huh. Some sauteed vegetables. Uh huh. Some salsa. Uh huh. Some rice. Uh huh. And probably some black beans with some veggies in it. That's how we do it in the house of Brown over here. You know, she be cooking like that every day. She was gracious enough to uh, let us come over here and, you know, dabble in some good, nutritious cooking, you know? We got the peppers going, we got the salsa, we got the chicken. It's all going down today, baby. But today, well, first off, I always got to say welcome to the Shift the Core podcast. Thank you guys for coming through. Appreciate all the love and support. We got a great show for you today. We got one of my uh, best friends, Mike Huff, who is an entrepreneur, and he's also a conservative. So he uh, gave us his take on everything that's going on in politics and everything that's going on around the world with our culture, our people as Americans, and how we can come together and really just make a change in our lives. But it was a great, invigorating interview. Oh, we got the grill going. Look at that chicken. That chicken looks good, man. What's the secret to the chicken? The grill? <laughs> no, but the secret. Is it love? If it's a secret, then I can't tell you. Is it seasoning? It's love and seasoning. What type of seasoning do you use? Well, for my chicken, I like to use paprika, um, lemon pepper, and a little bit of garlic salt. But not just any old garlic salt. It's got to be the Lowry's garlic salt with the parsley in it. Shout out to garlic salt and parsley for making the chicken good. It's sizzling, it's sizzling, it's sizzling. It's getting a little hot. It's definitely getting a little hot. Anyway, so I want to talk about something with you guys today. I want to talk about mapping out your goals and completing them. Today we had a really rough day because uh, we had to uh, take the dog with us today. Now for you guys that don't know, the dog is a pit bull. And uh, as my friends like to say, pit bulls are the black people of <laughs> the dog world. <laughs> a lot of people judge pit bulls before they even know them, you know? So it was hard to do a, a few things with the pit bull, but you know, it's a really sweet dog. You know, all I wanted to do is get some air and be in the car and be around people. So we were blessed to go see Mike Huff, who was generous enough to uh, let us record in his shop with the pit bull. <laughs> but, you know, we could have given up, you know, we could have just called it a day because of that, that mis mishap that had happened. <clears throat> but instead of giving up and calling it a day. I needed the water on. Well, you need to turn the water off because we're recording a podcast. <laughs> instead of giving up and calling it a day. We made it do what it do. Yes, <laughs> so we're going to talk about goals and writing that list and really sticking to our goals. What's the one thing that people should do out there when it comes to their goals? <laughs> well, the first thing. 
Well, the first thing is you just gotta have a goal set in mind. Okay. Okay, if you gotta write it down on a piece of paper or even get a whiteboard, whatever you gotta do, um, just do it and go for it. Wait, no, that's the wrong one. That's not the right garlic salt. It's okay, right there. Okay, okay, I see the garlic salt. <laughs> SLD brown. <laughs> What's step two? Um, you need to try to execute the goal, you know? You gotta run towards the goal. I think somebody watched the Shift the World video that we haven't put out yet because. Watched it. I probably movies. videoed it. No, no, no. You weren't there. We had another videographer. Oh, who was it? <laughs> uh, his name is Joe Anthony. Joe Anthony. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's about this tall and he has curly hair. Oh, oh, Josiah. <laughs> I told you he could do it. Mm. Anyway, so what's the, what's the third thing? The third thing? So you just you, live by your goal. After you plan and after you execute, what do you do? You succeed. No, you review. You re Okay, you review. The execution. Yes. So, what are the three things we do? Plan. You plan, you execute, and review. Okay, give me an example. Oh my gosh. <laughs> James, here. <laughs> I'm trying to cook. I'm sorry, people. Here you go. <laughs> One more question. What's the question? Tupac or Biggie? Mm. Now, of course she's going to say Biggie because she thinks... No, of course she's going to say Tupac. Well, I was going to say Tupac. I'm not going to lie. Because he had a nose ring and he acted like a thug and you know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know in our heart that Biggie was the better rapper. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. You don't, you're not saying it with conviction. I say I am saying it with conviction. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> Shout out to S.O.D. Brown. Be sure to check out her page mm. on Instagram. Be sure to check out all of our Shift the Core videos. She always does beautiful work. And if you need, why did you just put onions in the peppers? Be that, because uh, you're not paying attention. Dude, dude, you can't let me saute anything. <laughs> Like these are my this is my saute and you're messing up my saute. You put these. That's what I wanted in the saute. You should have just put them in a separate pan. I wanted them in there. But we could have put them together. These things are already done. You can't. They won't be sauteed the same. Okay, guys, we're gonna get into the Mike Huff interview. We got some music going on. Shift the core. Shift your mind. <laughs> Shift the world, baby. Shift the world. We out. We out. Got me on some shit on this one right here, man. Yours truly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, these are confessions of a sinner. I packed my bags and left the letter Cause my temper seems to get to me sometimes I get sick of me sometimes This pressure from myself is my biggest enemy sometimes But I hated myself cause of you But now I'm done with that That's why I'm hopping on this train and never coming back And I refuse to let anyone in my way I ain't trying to leave you behind But I just can't stay Yeah, I just can't stay Yeah, I just can't stay Will I keep running away? Keep running away. Keep running. Keep running. I hope you get to read my letter. I signed it sincerely yours. 
You've been hurt too many times, I see them tears of yours Running down your face like Yosemite Falls But if you ever need something, just don't get me involved Cause I, I gotta move on with my life and we all got a choice and We all can speak, but not all of us got a voice So I devote mine to the children of today But how I'm supposed to move on when you keep begging me to stay See, my mother used to love you, I don't know what happened Probably cause you changed and she don't like the way you come off for I guess the connection just must have cut off Like an unpaid bill of Verizon over the hills and horizons The sun is setting, I could feel it inside me That I ain't got nowhere else to go But I keep on pushing, don't wanna leave But I ain't felt this slow, so I can't Yeah, I just can't stay Yeah, I just can't stay I keep running away, away, away. Keep running away. Yeah. Keep running, keep running, running. The way we used to be I miss the way you touched my heart Used to be true to me But now you let these niggas walk all over you They don't treat your name with respect And they talk right over you Kills me every time I hear it Slowly losing my spirit They sabotaging your beauty They desecrate your appearance And they say I'm scared That's why I'm running away I guess they right Cause we all know what just might happen to me If I... But I'm lost without you And I can't stand the way these motherfuckers talk about you They say you just care for the money and jewels The cars, the clothes, the fame and the popular dudes Glamorization of money and living in glory It just seems like you forgot about the kids with a story But without you I wouldn't survive one more day You saved my life, dear hip-hop I'll never leave, I'm here to stay this point of it, I've seen so many of the purists who really love it turn to struggling artists because they're not benefiting, whereas dudes that ain't got no talent is benefiting, you know what I'm saying? So it's just definitely a period where it's been dead, I'm just bold enough to say it. Yo, 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 Big J Illis in the building, Shift the Core podcast. What's up, guys? Thank you guys for tuning in. Today, I got a wonderful guest on the show with me. He is uh, one of the most interesting people I've ever met. He started off, I think he was a social worker, where he was working doing something with kids, and then he decided to take a different path to become a small business owner. Um, He does everything from from uh, hair to uh, business development to, I don't know, he's a star, man. But uh, i like to welcome to the Shift the Core podcast, Mr. Michael Huff. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Mr. Huff, man, how you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I want to appreciate you um, letting us come to your shop. It's very beautiful. Um, you've been here for a while, and uh, you were on the ground floor of, of building it and everything, and, and it's it's flourishing. It's really uh, becoming a cornerstone in um, Albuquerque. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's good. We've been here since August of 2014 in Midtown Albuquerque, and, you know, uh, 
it was a zombie land, and now kind of ridding them of all the diseased people around here. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. So, um, you've been doing a lot of businesses out here. Um, you're one of the people that I know who who are educated, who you know did go to college, get did get degrees, and did pursue doing something bigger. Um, I heard that you used to do something with the kids. I can't remember exactly what it was, but can you uh, give us a little backstory about that before you transitioned to being a small yeah. business owner? I went to CSU, got my associates and bachelors in criminology and in social work and then i went uh to highlands and got my master's in social work so i was at lmsw and i worked for united healthcare and children's protective services as an investigator wow um how was that what did you do and uh what kind of experiences did you have over there well for the united healthcare i was a care coordinator so i had about 70 to 80 kids that I was their guardian and I just you know would visit them make sure they're doing good in school if they were in jail we would try to find them a path to uh independent like freedom um and you know just kind of help them with their cognitive reasoning their mental health issues get their brain sparking off the right way and then for the children's protective services I was an investigator so if there's abusive neglect form that was filed by a doctor or anybody I would go out and investigate the family and see if the kid got a uh, actually got abused so it was a pretty crappy job was it intense like did did it like take a toll on you because like just from my perspective you know dealing with kids and abuse and the family and everything i, I kind of feel like it would really kind of haunt me you know leave like a, you know you know when you're supposed to like leave the work at work but you know sometimes you can't leave it you know like how how did you deal with that yeah that it didn't haunt me. There's like three or four cases that I would always probably remember in my life. But um, no, nah, it's just frustrating because there's some cases where you know the person got abused, but you can't prove it on paper. And the, and you can't take the kid and help them unless you can prove it on paper. But um, other than that, um, yeah, it didn't. I mean, the, the money is just really crappy. That's why it didn't really pay off. You know what I mean? To, for the full extent. So. Any success stories that you have of, of kids that you uh or cases that you examined and you went there, you were able to make impact, able to make a difference. And then, you know, you've seen the kid down the road and they're doing good, you know, any, any stories like that? Yeah. I, I know several, several, uh, stories of, uh, people, um, people, uh, kids, uh, some of them I'm friends. Yeah. Some of them I'm friends with on Facebook. Um, some of them I, I, I still associate with. I'm like kind of like their dad to a certain aspect. You know, I've, I've helped them get through life and, and free themselves of the, the system. So it's been pretty cool. What's up? So after that, um, you got out of it and you started doing something else. Like, what, what, how did that go? Because I, I remember you telling me that after you were doing it, it took a toll on you and you wanted to do something completely different. How, how, did, how did you make that change? Yeah, I just burnt out because it was, it was more personal, though. My marriage went to crap. I got divorced in 2010. So then I just decided to make a shift. You know, she was using when women get mad at men, you know, sometimes they use their kids as pawns. And that's what was happening. So so I was like, I want my normal kids and I don't want to deal with these 80 freaking mentally ill kids. So let me just figure something else out. So I, I was going to go to barber school but um, it wasn't accredited. So I would have had to come out the pocket with the whole tuition and beauty school was. So I entered into beauty school and told him I wanted a barber. And then, you know, I'm very uh, precise or I want to win at everything. So I, I 
they told me to roll a perm, and I'm like, what the hell is that? I, I could roll a joint or a blunt. I've never rolled no perm. So then I'm like, shit, I got to study or I'm going to fail beauty school, and I don't want to fail at anything. So I studied, and then I just fell in love with women's hair. I'm like, why would I want to do it in my chair when I could have a woman pay me double? And, yeah, she's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. So, so you really enjoy it. Like, every time I come into your shop, I always feel this great vibe, and I always see you with your clients, and it's like you, you – I, I see like the joy in what you do, you know, and I think that's what makes your shop so amazing because it's not like you go somewhere where somebody's slaving for something that they don't want to do. When you're in here, it's like I kind of feel like it's when you go to an art gallery or an art studio and you see somebody painting and they're painting this really complicated picture, but they're having such a great time doing it. Because I've seen you do some like crazy stuff with hair, man. Like I've seen you, the, the especially with dudes hair, you know, like I've seen it, some guy coming here looking like a hobo and then they walk out like, you know, like a front page model, man. It, it, it's amazing. What's your, what's your favorite part of, about being a stylist? You're a celebrity stylist, right? Uh, no, I don't do Because one time you told me that if you cut one celebrity's hair, then that makes you celebrity yeah, stylist. Yeah, I remember that. I don't want that label, though, because they, <laughs> they treat their hairdressers like shit. I don't want to be Okay, he's that. not a celebrity yeah, stylist. Yeah, Let me clarify that. Yeah, so. <laughs> what's the best thing about it? What, what, what is the best thing about being a stylist, man? What makes you happy? What gives you joy when doing it? Um, honestly, I don't even do client's hair for for the person in the chair i do it for everyone that looks at them like their spouses and their co-workers so i i see my my career is like i have the ability to make people treat my clients a certain way by the way that i make them look i can make somebody look so serious that they could be wrong at work and nobody would question them wow <laughs> you know what I'm for real that's how i see it that's exactly how i see it so. Any any memorable people that's walked in walked in here? Any any memorable stories? Uh, Dan, I did Dan Lewis's hair. Um, uh, let's see. I mean, Char Spalding. I do. I don't know. I've done some UFC fighters. My boy Benji. He's a strike trainer for Jacksons. He's pretty cool. That's my boy. But it's just all family. Where that's why we have that energy in this salon because. Everybody here is family, and we have a certain look where it's not tacky. Yeah. We have a certain look where we don't have cheesy stuff on the wall, and, you know, yeah. we kind of keep it real minimal and, and clean, but um, we're all just a family, so we all get along really well. All right, man. All right. Well, we're going to jump into some music real quick, and then after that, we're going to ask Mr. Huff some questions, some, some questions about what's going on in the world today, so stay tuned. Acknowledge me is in there, yeah. yeah. Head for 
a porno, go get a taco I see wreck it from the jump street Meaning from the get-go Sit back, relax, and let yourself go Don't sweat what you heard But act like you know Yes, yes, y'all Yes, y'all Who got the vibe? It's the tribe, y'all Tribe, y'all Vibe, y'all Vibe, y'all Inside, outside, come around Who's that? Brown Some may I say Call me Charlie The word is the herb And I'm deep like Bob Marley Lay back on the payback Evolve, rotate the gates Contact Can I get a hit? Hit With a brother named Tip And we're ready to flip East Coast stomping Ripping and romping New York, North Kakalaka and Compton Check it, check it, check it out The loops for the troops More bounds to the ounce And wow, how now, wow, how now, brow cow We're ill till the skill gets down For the flex Next is the textbook Old to the new But the rest are doo-doo From radio to the video To Arsenio Tell me, yo What's the scenario? Later, 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 alligator. Pop blows the weasel and the earth's an inflator. So yo, the D, what the O? Incorporated INC into a flow. Fuck, flip, flat, back, first, fist, foul, fight, 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 laugh. Yo, how'd that sound? Ooh. It's a leader quest mission and we got the goods here. Yeah. Never on the left, cause my right's my good ear. Yeah. I could give a damn about an ill subliminal. Stay away from crown, so I ain't no criminal. criminal. I love my young nation. Movie sensation, no time for hibernation. Only elation, don't ever try to test. Don't want a little kid, yo, Mr. Buster Rhymes. Tell him what I, I did. I heard you rushed and rushed and attacked. Then they rebuked and you had to smack. Causing rambunction throughout the sphere. Raise the levels of the boom inside the air. You know I did it, so don't violate or you'll get violated. The hip-hop sound is well agitated. We'll never waste no time on a played-out ego. So here's Buster Rhymes with the scenario. Watch as I combine all the juice from the mind. Heal up, wheel up, bring it back, come rewind. Powerful impact, boom, boom. from the cannon. Now bragging, try to read my mind, just imagine. Vote, can't build, there is necessary. When digging into my library, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Eating, I do, do like the one pizza tosser. Uh, 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 all over the track, man. Uh, pardon me, uh, as I come back. As I did the ground, I had to beg your pardon. When I travel through the turn, I roll with the squadron. Rawr, rawr, like a dungeon dragon. Change your little jaws, cause your pants are sagging. Try to step to this, I won't twist you in a turban. And have it smell right like some old stale urine. Chuckity Choco, the chocolate chicken. The rear cock diesel, my cheeks, they were kicking. Yo, bust it out before the buster, bust another round. The rhythm is insane. Uh, the vibes are on town. Tipping up the sound just like a ratio. Yo, observe the vibe and check out the scenario. Yo, yo, yeah, yeah, my yeah, man, yo. All right, we're back, Big J. Let's shift the core. Mike Huff was just telling me about a pizza he likes to eat with cheese and pickles. <laughs> All right, so here are the questions. I got a couple questions for you, okay? The first question is, um, this is a question I always ask everybody that is on the podcast. Um, our country is in a weird state right now, you know, uh, especially, you know, with our president and the way things are going. And a lot of people bash him. And I always say that our president is neither good nor bad. He's just a man and people are people. You know what I mean? Now, I know that I've expressed that I'm, I'm kind of a conservative. 
when it comes to um, politics. And I know that you're definitely <laughs> a conservative, you know. And um, for those you don't know, uh, Mr. Huff is an African-American. So I, I kind of want to get your kind of take on everything from your point of view from being a conservative. Can I call you a black conservative? Would yeah. that be okay? A now, skin conservative? Yeah. Now, I seen this um, video on Vice News like a couple years ago, and it was about black conservatives and the way that like black people were treating these people were just horrible. You know what I mean? I mean, this girl had a Make America Great Again hat at a, like a university, and all her friends shunned her, and they like, you know, bullied her, and they like, you know, ran her through the mud for her opinion, and it was kind of sad, you know? And I've seen debates between black black conservatives and black liberals and it's real funny because the black liberals kind of say the same old same old and the conservatives are really articulate <laughs> they come with their research and they come with their they they come ready to put up an argument but um what do you think as a light-skinned black conservative what, what do you think about the state of our nation everything that's going on our president and uh, do you think it's causing a divide between people and how do you think we can fix that? Um, yeah, so I I agree. I've seen that vice thing yeah. where they attack and stuff like that. And on that program, there was one good point made. Uh, and it, it talked about how, you know, how Obama was a black guy, but he was still in a white man's government. Mm -hmm. So what I feel like is happening now with Trump is he's breaking down the politics so that when a Spanish or native or a black person runs again, they might actually be able to take care of their people and the, the, the people of their communities because then he's breaking down the white government that we've always had for since the country's been founded. Okay. So, you know, I think it's a beautiful thing that he's actually doing that and changing the whole politics. We don't want none of these guys. You know, these guys have been there for 30, 40 years. And if you work somewhere for 30, 40 years, the fruits of your labor show. And these people have no fruits. You know, I feel like, 30 years ago when they were young attorneys, these Congress people, Nancy Pelosi, whatnot, they, they created a gang, a memorandum of understanding. They created a gang and they started passing legislation so that anybody who opposes them, they could legally get them out the way. Mm -hmm. And so he's breaking all that down, you know? And mm -hmm. so it's a, I think our government's in the best state it could be in and we will never have a better government or hopefully we do in the future when black leaders step in and are actually representing black people and not a black person in a white man's office. You know what I'm saying? So, but but the divide comes from, in my opinion, liberals, they're the instigators. They're the ones pointing out, oh, racism. When 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 I whenever I say I'm conservative, people think that I'm this like, you know, white guy or this racist person or this sexist person. And I get attacked because I don't believe what they believe, you know? And and so like the reason I'm conservative is because my values are for me. They're for my own lineage, my own bloodline, my own survival. And they, I don't want nobody to have my values or even care about my values or match up with my values. It's like the way I put it, it's like our values are like our, our homes. Like, you know, if we have the same house and I decorate my house like the way you decorated your house, mm -hmm. it wouldn't make me happy because you decorate your house for your lifestyle and your happiness. Mm -hmm. So that's how that's how values work. Our values don't ever have to link up. And what they want to do is they want to make us victims 
so that we so that so that we could put our faith in them and they will govern us without us self-governing ourselves and taking responsibility for ourselves. So victims, nothing's their fault. And that when you're a victim, you don't even care about your values no more. You just want a savior, someone to help you. So that's what they always try to put. Whenever I hear a Democrat say, oh, I feel your pain and oh, y'all going through this and and this is injustice and this is in, they're the ones pointing out the divide. They're the ones creating the divide. Someone's putting up a fight and they're objectionable against the fight. And we have to fight. We have to fight. We have no choice but to fight. You, Everything you believe in, you, you, it doesn't just get handed to you because you believe in it. You fight for it. And that's what life is. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's just kind of how I feel about the politics. Amen, brother. Amen. I, 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 I feel you on that because a lot of people... And and it was funny too because like Obama was a black man in a white man's government and I, and I kind of feel you know don't shoot me because I know whenever you talk about Martin Luther King or Kendrick Lamar or Barack Obama you know the whole urban community gets their their panties in a ruffle but I feel like he didn't really I feel like he pushed that their agenda more than he helped us and he, and he talked really well I believe the hell out of Obama I, I did I, I did too because it was funny talk, I'd be like hell yeah you right man what a, you can't even argue with Obama even if you know he's wrong you're just like god dang man and, and, and it's funny too because even my friend right here Miss Miss Brown man she was with me when I was gonna vote you know and like I was like Obama yes we can because when he said it I believed it and so many first time voters voted for him so many black people minorities voted for this man because this man could talk like we could talk during his presidency you know uh, a lot of black people were getting uh, uh, unjustifiedly slain by police and Mm. there was violence on us and he never spoke on him really he never really addressed it and it just continued and then he, the only way he addressed it is by showing disrespect to law enforcement, and that's a joke. You know, you can't mm. do that. Um, and so, like, you know, like you see, Trump speaks on everything. Every day he's speaking about something. He's on TV. He's keeping people busy. And then when he speaks on something, the 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 left always says, "Oh, you hear how he said this? He's racist. You hear how he said this?" So he's they're sexist. picking apart yeah. things when a president addresses a community. Let him address it, like you said. I've never hated a politician, even if I don't like their 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 things, because politicians are people who run for office. They're just people who think that their ideas could help the world. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't. That's not their fault. It just doesn't work for for they thought it would work. So you can't hate a politician because of it. So the reason that people hate this guy right now, for me, it's just it's like bandwagon stuff. They don't even know why. I feel you. I feel you because a lot of times we ask, "Why do you hate this man?" and they say the same thing. Oh, he's he's sending people back to Mexico, or oh, he's gonna build a wall, or oh, he's gonna do this. But it's never like, oh, well, because I hate him because he did this, this, and that on this day, and this was the repercussion of it, you know. So, what do you think we can do as a country to bring our people together? You know, what what do you think? And when I say our people, I mean Americans. What can we do as a country to bring our people together so we're not divided, so we can really fix the issues that's going on, so we can not read into the whole smokescreen and the whole propaganda and the whole emotional divide? Because a lot of it is emotion, you know? And that's the thing about it. People's emotions are so high-strung when it comes to issues. And we've been taught that it's okay for our emotions to be... It's okay for you to be mad or for you for your rage. You throw a riot. That sometimes that we forget that... We forget about logic. 
and reason. <laughs> we forget about that. The pillars that have built our country, you know, what can we do as a people to, to fix it? What's the first step? It comes, it comes from each individual. Like, so right now, it's a beautiful thing, too. What's happening is, like, when Obama was president, everybody just believed everything he said. Nobody stood up for what they believe in. Now you have protests. You have people actually fixing their problems. So it's like, if I see a black guy that got killed in North Carolina, I... I can't really, I can sympathize and be like, dang, that's horrible. But in my community, it doesn't happen because my community is my front door. When I wake up, I go to the same coffee shop. I go to the same bodega and get black and mild. I go to work. The people I interact with from when I wake up to when I go to sleep, that's my community. That's my responsibility. So yeah. to help help your country, you have to help your general demographic of where you move. The people you interact with, those are my people. Those are, I'm responsible for them. They're responsible for us. If everybody enacts that and and stays true to their community and, and doesn't be so selfish and t pays attention to the people around them then that then everything will build together collectively that's why it's the united states because all different demographics and belief systems have to be united in one cause so it comes from each individual perspective oh my god yo miss brown please please bring the organ now for me please <laughs> <laughs> Michael Huff is preaching. Ah. Yeah, man. Amen, bro. You ain't told no lie. That's what's up. Okay, man. I want to thank you so much for dropping that knowledge on us. One more question. If you could tell anybody out there that's trying to uh, make a difference, that's trying to make a difference within themselves, trying to shift their mind, their body, shift their core from a negative to a positive. And you know how when we change and we, we get beat down and we get beat up and it's hard because it's always this, 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 it's always easier said than done, you know? And I tell everybody every day you have to get up and you have to fight to do it because a lot of people don't know how hard it is to be successful. You know, people that are successful, they know how hard it is to be successful, wake up in the morning and got to do what they got to do, especially if they're entrepreneurs. Because when you're an entrepreneur, your success depends on yourself and your abilities. So if you could tell any of the entrepreneurs out there, give them one word of advice, you know, that can help them make it, what would it be? I, I would probably break it down in three parts. The first, uh, and it's like, what's most important? The first I would say is gratefulness. Uh, you just have to remain grateful because ungrateful people are the ones shooting up stuff and nothing's their fault. It's like a woman, when you, met, when you piss a woman off, she becomes ungrateful and she feels like she could be as evil as possible just because you hurt her. So if it, that's what ungratefulness is, and that's how that's what's that's what's killing the world. No, it's true. Now, why are you acting like this? Cause you did this, boy. You know what I mean? So it's like, so if you remain grateful, good things happen and good things come your way. You okay. know what I'm saying? And then the, the second thing would would be uh, would be just to uh, keep your mental, physical health is for your body. Mental health is for your mind. So your mind is cognitively firing off at its optimum level. So you're not impulsive and you're just you're making good decisions and you're weighing the pros and cons of the consequences of your decision. So mental health would be the, the, the second thing. And then third would just be stay a part of your community and stay involved with the people that you interact with. And, and, and don't be selfish. Take care of them. You know what I'm saying? Word up. Tupac or Biggie? Big L. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. If uh, people want to reach you, man, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Mr. 505 Certified, or you could reach my website, styleseat.com slash designs to book appointments. Um, that's basically it. Uh, Snapchat, Huff Daddy-O. 
I, I always use Snap. I don't really use anything else. Well, hold up, Huff Daddy O. That's yeah. hard, bro. PhD, but it's, <laughs> the real thing is Huff Daddy O. So. Word up, Mike Huff. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back, man. Until I pass it and get shot. What?
It is you into the song that I shall dedicate. Yeah. Yo, 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 and we are back. Big J Ellis in the building. Shift to core. Woo! That was a powerful interview by our brother, Mr. Michael Hoff. I, I really liked it. I really liked what he had to say. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't, I didn't agree with exactly everything he said. But one thing that I agreed with is the values and the house metaphor. I thought that was really insightful. And I think that us as Americans and us as brothers and sisters of this wonderful country need to remember that. You know, our values are our values. And we can't be crucifying people for not having the same opinions or values as us and vice versa people shouldn't be allowed to crucify us for having different values that's one thing i really want to talk about you know a lot of times certain people want to crucify you for having an opinion you know they want to call you names they want to call you a bigot they want to call you this and that and the other you know and it goes both ways with the liberal conservative through different religions through if you're spiritual if you're not spiritual if you're you know whatever and i think that's wrong i think that as much as people don't want to be criticized, we shouldn't criticize. They shouldn't criticize us. You know, like I said on on the podcast here, I, I want to bring a lot of people with different opinions and different voices and um, different lifestyles just because I want to hear everything from everybody's perspective. I believe we need to shift our mind to a place where we can be able to coexist with people that um, have a different life than us and do have different opinions than us and do have different values in us and be able to coexist with them and live with them in harmony and be able to respect each other and be able to tolerate each other and love each other for as people, you know, not love each other for what they believe in and what they don't believe in, but love each other as people, you know, but that, that respect has to go both ways, you know, like you can't expect somebody to respect your values and your cores and your beliefs if you don't respect theirs. Now, it's real. A lot of people want, want want you to respect everything they say and acknowledge it and and believe in it. And then when you disagree with it, you're like, oh, my God, he's a bigot. Or, oh, my God, he's this. Or, oh, my God, he's that. Or, how dare you? It's like, hold, hold up. Hold up. Don't criticize me for my opinion and expect me to respect you for your opinion and your values. It's a two-way street, baby two-way streak and always remember that stand up for what you believe in even if you stand alone stand up for your values respect other people's opinions but don't let ever let anybody shove their values or beliefs in your in your face or down your throat don't let them do that if they don't respect you enough that they have to shove their opinions and values down and call you names and shame you because you don't agree with what they agree with then they're the one with the problems. Like I said, I don't agree with everything that everybody says, but I'm always down to debate. I'm always down to look at it from a different perspective. And I'm always down to hear somebody's opinion, you know, and really respect it and try to try to see it from their point of view. That's what life is about, man. Like, life isn't black or white. It's different shades of colors. And we always got to remember that, guys. So stay strong. Keep the faith. 
And remember, shift your mind, shift your body, shift the world, baby. I'm out. Black Bill Gates, hope. I'm sorry. I'm not like no one. No one. King shit. Trust to get you killed, that's a loss I can't afford. I don't trust nothing but the Lord. They say I'm paranoid, we paranoid, but we not paranoid. We just careful. That's why we keep fire on deck everywhere we go. Why? Shit, never know. They say I'm paranoid. Yeah, but I don't know why. I know the world fucked up. I told my profile. I listen to the voice in my head, say stay prepared. And now I ain't scared. I know I'm gon' die. Shit's not right now. And not like that though. I know I'm hot right now. I got that scrap, so anybody can get it. I'm like Kibo got it. I'm feeling like Craig today. Tell Debo, try me. The streets ain't safe no more If they know where you live, you safe ain't safe no more We grown, we ain't kids, nigga can't play no more What's understood don't have to be said, say no more See, I say too much, your mouth be running like an athlete But see, I'm like a mime, I let my actions speak Older I get, I make less mistakes They ask me why I keep fire, I told them just the case They say I'm paranoid, paranoid, we paranoid But we not paranoid, we just cautious Too much trust to get you killed, that's a loss I can't afford I don't trust nothing but the Lord. They say I'm paranoid. We say we paranoid, but we not paranoid. We just careful. That's why we keep our own deck everywhere we go. Never know. They say I'm paranoid. Cause every time I see Caucasians, let's just say my thoughts be amazing. All of a sudden my palms go to sweaty, wicked Bobby shaking, bake my heart start racing. Now I ain't racist, but if you go back to the city, I will raise. Then. You see the white man, the one that keep the black man caged in Same white man had a block hotter than a Cajun That why the black man snitching is a retard So your soul for a get out of jail for free car We are not the same, lately I'm alone I don't trust these niggas talking crazy on the phone See they crack the bitch code, they can crack yours too I never tell myself like these rap boys do I love myself, I like myself a little too, too much to indict myself Showing Jay. He is I, I am him. Folk music. Appreciate that, Jack. Southern Folk 229. Come on. Come on.